I'm now going to invite Amy Raphael, um, writer and critic, to um, join us for the Q&A with the cast and creative team. Thank you. This is Alison Jackson. Abigail, Oliver, Rowan, and Tim. Kind of cobblers, hang on a minute. Ah, oh, there we go. We're all very close together, aren't we? See, immediately directing. <laughs> We've been this way for a long time. Oh, no. <laughs> forced, forced yeah. intimacy. Uh, we're going to talk for a bit and then we'll open it out to questions to the audience. So think of some good questions. Um, Rowan, I just wondered when you first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you oh, first God. went into Sky, what, what was your pitch? For, for this? Um, well, actually, I, I didn't have one. Um, what happened was uh, I got a phone call from Kudos. Uh, this was five years ago, saying, that, ago? Yeah, saying wow. that Sky Atlantic w wanted to start making its own product. Um, obviously, it had a reputation for importing the best of North American shows. And um, did I want to come up with a completely original 10-part series? Um, and so uh, without thinking, I said yes. Um, and then it, it took me a few months to come up with the idea. Uh, I went off and made a movie in the meantime. Um, and it was uh, about four years in, in, in the gestation period. Okay. And, but what was, your, what was your initial idea then? What was your very... What uh, was your starting point? The starting point was to make a movie for television. What, would it be possible to make a 10-hour film? Um, and... Uh, I therefore thought we should have some filmic things going on. And so I liked the idea of a, a Western theme, which was the idea of a, a, a big, beautiful, but slightly hostile landscape, the idea of a gold rush of some sort. Um, I knew I wanted a, a modern Western, so instead of having bandits, a sheriff, uh, the noon assassins, the assassins rocking up on the noon train, that I would have the modern day equivalent. And, and we found all that in Canada. So. It, it was the idea was the starting point. Um, the idea that you could have a, an oil company. Uh, I mean, Canada looks like this wonderful, impeccable, clean and plate place, and it is until you look at what they're doing with um, the tar sands out there, and uh, it's, it's pretty horrific in, in many ways. Okay. And Tim, do you ever accept jobs based on where they're shooting? <laughs> no, not like um, Connery, <laughs> which is all about golf. Um, and bless him for that, by the way. No, it wasn't. Actually, you would not. Having worked in Calgary, um, I have to say, I wasn't keen to go back. <laughs> um, it's nothing against Canada, but you're talking about Trump land in, um, in uh, Canada, and it's kind of especially interesting now. I mean, uh, and he, he nailed it before it was happening. I mean, we did, I mean, Trudeau was like, a teenager at the time, mm. and it and it was, but now it's all flourishing. The the oil and the um, the corporations and and the invasion of of their local culture is is, is just there, and um, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I knew I knew about it in America to up to a point. I knew about it certainly in this country up to a point. Um, um, but I, I was quite, I was quite, I was a neophyte as far as that was concerned up there. That being said, I wasn't looking for um, um, 
I wasn't looking for a TV show, really. I, I, what, what he did was send me a couple of scripts and go, have a look at this. I was, I, 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 I make, it, does that make sense? It makes sense only in that I put my feet up in the kitchen and I read a couple of scripts and I thought they were bonkers. <laughs> and, I, and that immediately gets my attention. And then you, the next question is, okay, he, he knows what he's doing. That one's all right. <laughs> and we don't have those yet. And, and then you go, so where the fuck does this go? And then I found out, and then it's interesting. And, it, and it, 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 the core of it is a family and all of that, but the comedy took us through, and the politics was there, and all of that stuff. So I, it's basically feet up in the kitchen going, I fancy this. And then you call them up and tell them that, and then they pay you shit loads of money. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you all got I mean, saved. pay her shit loads of money. <laughs> As long as it's her, I'm happy. But it was very, um, oh, by the way, that's interesting. No, it was very, uh, it was very much script-based. It was story-based, and, and, and it, it was anarchic. The whole thing was, was very, very anarchic. Once, uh, the minute I thought I knew what was going on, it was something different. And, and then underlying the comedy, which was, we, we talked about a lot. So, yeah, anyway, it's fine. I hope you liked it. I haven't seen it. I hope it's good. <laughs> but it is. I mean, watching it, it, it is very familiar. And there's, there's all sorts of familiar tropes, like the Western. There's a bit of the Coen brothers in there. There's, there's a lot of references in there. You reference The Shining. There's that kind of claustrophobia of, of, of The Shining. But then, it, then, wham, it takes you totally away from your comfort zone. Is that what you guys felt when you, when you, had, a, when you had a look at the script? That it's yeah. just, so, well, like... It's hair's grown. Yeah, it's got longer, isn't it? Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> don't cut it. Um, yeah, uh, I remember reading it, and the first five pages, I remember going, this is epic, and then the whole of the first episode is just epic. So you think, if that's where they're starting, where, where are we going to go? go? Yeah. And, and it can only yeah. get better. And it does, and it surprises you on the way. You have no idea what's going to happen. We kind of got the scripts in order, didn't we? So we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, we got them as we were shooting, yeah. so we were kind of... Trying to predict what was yeah, going on. Yeah. And we always got it wrong. Yeah. We never got it <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we did. Yeah. yeah. So how far ahead of, the, of each? So you had no idea until you were... It was kind of an episode by episode basis. I mean, yeah. we had it a couple of weeks before we started yeah. the next Bef episode. Yeah, before we started filming, we had the first three, I think. First three or four. And um, yeah, and then we got them as we went along. And it was crazy. <laughs> and but it was, it was a thing that, that Rome was doing too. I mean... It, it was a work in progress, right? I, I mean, you did, you were kind of free with us and let us be free at the same time. Definitely. I mean, I, I, without doubt, the, the many of the best moments that you're seeing on screen were, were, I mean, particularly in Tim's case, were moments that he ad-libbed or saw a joke that I hadn't seen coming. Um, I mean, Tim brought a, a, a level of wit and comedy to it that, that was way beyond my ability as a screenwriter. And in fact the story began to change and morph around um, the actors because the rushes would roll in and you'd see what actors were good at and the possibilities that you'd never thought um, of, of taking and you just, you just took them. And so, you know, right from the top down, from, from, you know, Sky were always true to their word, which is you can author the show. And so we, we just, 
we just ran with it. And, 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 we, and we thought, you know, there is absolutely no point in doing this unless we feel like we're taking risks. And what, what we hope is, you know, it's the, the, what you've seen tonight is the setup episode. That's the hardest episode to write because you've got to put everything in play. Right, and I remember saying to him also, you, um, what, what Sky were, were great with, with us, and this isn't a, a, an ad for Sky, so I don't care. But, <laughs> but when, by the time it arrived in my kitchen, it was, there was, it was 10 episodes bought. It was done. And it was, and it was a conversation that we had quite early on is you don't have to do a pilot. It's done. Don't, the, this is not what we're doing now. It's, it's episode one, which is the, tr I think, trickiest episode, to be honest. Mm. Um, episode one um, in, of ten, as opposed to a pilot to sell the idea of... Um, uh, we weren't auditioning anymore. Mm. We, were, we, were we were shooting. It was, it was that. Yeah. And so I think you went back and you, d you tucked into episode one and, uh, again. You yeah. know, you've done... You've done you got the job now we had to do it yeah 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 and, and talking of auditions did 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 you two audition together because your chemistry on, <laughs> on screen is fantastic i mean it really is good kind yeah. of electric i think yeah we, <laughs> good. we, we did oh, we? yeah we did <laughs> we did, we did we a did. couple of auditions on our own and then we met each other and did uh yeah an audition together yeah we we saw well our casting director's here tonight what do you reckon a hundred Two hundred and fifty. Wow. For, for, for each role. Yeah. But when we found these two... Where was she? What number? <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. I secretly always wanted to. I know, I know. You did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, they, and then they came together. And, and it was really difficult for them because the, in, in one of the episodes, there's a big kind of, um, a big stunt on top of a dam. And it's a really, it's a very high dam. It's a couple of hundred feet. There's gushing water underneath it. Where, where we shot a, a big stunt. And it's a very, very emotional scene, and, and we, we made them do it. So they were just yeah, standing, imagining, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and they both got it. And it, it gave you shivers, actually, when you saw them together, didn't it? it Fantastic it in a Marvel movie. Sorry? They do so good in a Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, they would. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and there was a, when we, we mentioned this in, in, in passing, but, um, there's a, uh, an interview with Jane Campion in The Observer at the weekend, and she was saying that the clever people used to do film and now they do TV. Does it feel like that? Does it feel like there's been a shift or are we kind of binning film too quickly by saying that? I think that is a slight exaggeration, but I mean, the, the, the technical truth of it is if, if I sign a screenwriting deal with a studio, the very first clause one on every contract is I waive my moral rights as an author. So when you go out and you see a film and it says written by and directed by, that's not true. I mean, no director that you're seeing, no director, I think there's maybe one left in the industry has the final cut of the movie. Final cut of the movie is the studios. And you have no idea how many other writers are on that, were on that project that aren't on the poster because the movie industry is savvy. It knows if it puts too many writers' names on, you're going to smell a rat. It was written by committee. But, but many of them sadly are. That's the truth of it. And the opportunity to... to to, to be doing, to be writing what I wanted to write and then to be able to collaborate with actors who I really admire and who it, it really excites me to work with and for no one to tell me at any point other than Alison that I needed to do better or differently. <laughs> um, it has just been amazing. Yeah, it's, it's been a real treat. I, th I think it's different. I think it's just different. It's a different way of storytelling and there are brilliant people who work in television and there are brilliant people who work in film. And it's a different way of telling a story. The joy for me of working in television is that you get 10 hours to explore 
really complex characters. All of our characters, I hope, are truthful and real, but flawed and complicated. And if you've got 10 hours to explore that, as opposed to 90 minutes or two hours, it's more satisfying for us and, well, you would know better whether that's more, you know, it, it, it's an equally or different exciting journey to go on because you can keep on going w with them. Then. And it's just, I just think it's different. I, I don't think one's better than the other, okay. in my opinion. And then what's it like for you, Tim? What's it like film versus TV? Are you happy doing either? Or is it, a, is, do, you, do you like that thing of working with the same cast and crew for a period of time? Um, fucking hell. Um, I started on telly uh, with Made in Britain. And then I moved on to telly with Meantime with Mike Lee. So my first experience of film is no different from, um, from both of those experiences, which was with Stephen Frears. And then I went off and did film in the States, did TV here, did film in the States, did all of those things. I find that I don't care if there's a difference. I think I'm... The only I'll tell you, the only experience I ever had that was odd and different and, 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 and unique was work doing network television. That is not what we did here. What you're saying is correct. There is, if you make it, if, if you choose to go down this road, you are making a 10 minute, a, a 10 minute, a 10 uh, hour film. Twin Peaks is a very good example of that. It's an 18 hour movie. Um, that's what you hope to do, mm -hmm. hope to achieve. Network television, standalone episodes, much harder job, much more difficult. Uh, uh, n not necessarily um, uh, uh, cheapened by the fact of it, but nevertheless not as satisfying as something like this. Let's say in a hypothetical world, we got to do another 10-hour movie. I'd be happy at that because I would like to chip back and fuck with this character again. And as an actor, the only time that you actually get to do that in a genuine way is when the director and the uh, writers, if they're still alive and so on, have left you and you're on stage doing it. Theatre is where actors actually really exist, as opposed to film, which is director's world, and television is the writer's world. But there's a thing that once me and Abs and Ollie have, have, have got to have a shot at what uh, uh, our thing, and we've given it to you, and, and if you guys like it, and we, we come back again, I can tweak it. And that's very similar to the, the I don't know why I'm saying all of this, but it's interesting. Mm. Um, <laughs> It's very similar to the stage experience. Television has much, especially now, as, as there's so many good writers and so much rich talent involved in television and choosing to be involved in television, I think, mm. over film mm. quite often. And um, it, for, for us as actors, it's incredible. We get to play. We get to play more with television now than we have, with a few notable exceptions, Quentin Tarantino and people like that being, uh, being those exceptions. We get to play as actors. We get to, we get to invent, change, uh, metamorphose, 
have fun and and uh, and be challenged. And that's what telly does for us. So you're now. saying there's a, there's a there's an essential inherent freedom. Yes, completely. Which is the difference. Yeah. So you can actually. I'm not looking for a television show. I'm looking for a ten-hour movie. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think that I think that's a great way to think of it. I think what you're what you're saying is absolutely right. And it's a challenge. It was a, it was tough doing this, mm. and hopefully engaging you. You've seen episode one. That's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nice episode. <laughs> when, when you make something like this, is a bit. I'm asking this as a viewer, I suppose. But do you do you think that people are going to binge watch because it is really addictive? Well, they are I, now. I watch four hours, like boom, 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 and then you know. Well, I think that the, the whole nature of how people watch television has changed, and what that has also meant is the na reviewers are everybody. The internet has changed the nature of, of how we perceive television, how we look at film, how we look at actors, how we, how we do all of that. So you have, it used, to, it, it used to ride on what The Guardian said about us. It doesn't anymore. Sorry. We still, we still care, still, though, yeah, if we you still want need to. We care, we care. Be nice. But you know what I mean? It's like. Uh, it's the internet. So the nature of how people look at television, if I'm watching his work, I can watch it and I can do, I'll do six hours one night and I'll do four the next. My kids watch it that way. My kids are right in the middle of uh, the office. That's a long haul. The American one or the English one? I don't even get there with that. I get, I get all pissy about that. But still. <laughs> but that's where they're at. Yeah, you know, yeah. when we talk about film and television now, we talk about it in a different way. And I'm, I'm the generation that's leaving, but the new one is coming up. You know? Anyway. We hope, we hope that you, several of you in the audience will have the chance to binge watch at least Please the do. first few apps. So, you know, I think you're, yeah. getting, you're getting that tonight, right? I recommend it. Yeah. yeah. I think a little there's a, gadget, a, a little binge-watching gadget. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool, though, by the way. But you did clip off the last two, right? It's only one through eight. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's real leather, by the way. That'll, that'll mean something Always. when you get it. It's real leather. <laughs> yeah. Accent for your oyster card. <laughs> I'm confused. Um, Thanks for showing up. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and um, did you, I mean, all, all, all three of you act, acting people, um, did, you do, did you do any research? Did you just go straight into it or...? How, how do you like to prepare? Ollie had a real task. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you I'm wondering if he'll confess Yeah, yes. Yeah, I was waiting for a confession. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to diet? Yeah, I dieted and I um, yeah, went to the gym a lot with uh, some people called Embody Fitness, which made me realise like you can throw up if you exercise a lot, like you throw <laughs> up. Um, so they put me through my paces, yeah, and it was basically meat and broccoli, which... You and broccoli. Oh, I'm sick of it. You were it. so I've hungry. Got, I was hungry all the time. All the time. All the time. It's such I've, good food on cinnamon. Yeah, such good didn't food. Didn't get any of it. Remember them cinnamon buns? Yeah. All oh, those cinnamon buns. And did that feed into your... <laughs> yes. The way you were did, so... Yeah. Because, um, yeah, yeah Whitey's quite strict um, and wired and aggressive and sort of relentless. So I think it kind of did help me get into that headspace of um, dedication for this one cause. And you had dance class. <laughs> yeah, and a dance class, <laughs> which was great. Actually, three of them. I yeah, you did. Yeah, three of them, which we'll, you'll see a little bit of. <laughs> Is um, Toby here? Who? Toby. Yeah, Toby's here. 
Chobes. <laughs> how you doing, mate? Good, man. How are you? <laughs> That's his first job. <laughs> Enough said. Abigail. Um, I didn't really do any research. I had uh, gun training, which was weird. <laughs> um, when we got out to Canada, a few of us had that. Um, but I sort of just went for it. And we, you know, discovered it so much as we were going along. And me and Tim and Jen sort of became like a family unit, which was really good. And because, like we were saying before, we were getting the scripts as we were going, we just sort of, we just sort of ran with it and figured it out on the way, I guess. And I learned a lot from these guys. So it was, yeah, it's really cool. And, and did you, I mean, the female roles are, are brilliantly written, which, which you, you were saying when we had a chat earlier that, that you don't even really think about it, but it is unusual for a man to, to get women right on screen, and I think you really do. Is that something that the, the female actors helped you with in terms of did you discuss roles, or is that something that you could just do naturally? I don't mean help you. I'm not being rude by saying yeah. they helped you. I'm just saying is it something that you had to talk about? or Because they're, really, they're the kind of engine that drive it in a way, aren't yes, they? Yes, it, it, it becomes an increasingly female-powered show, apart from the character of, of Jim. Um, my, my, my fantasy idea was that because I was brought up by my mum that I could naturally write women, but the truth is I just pretend they're men and then Alison tells me that I haven't understood at all how this particular character <laughs> behaved. Um, and, and, yeah, and I got a lot back from the actors. I mean, Genevieve O'Reilly, who's absolutely fantastic as, as Angela, um, I would just watch her in the same way that I would watch him, and I very quickly learned how the actors inflect what words they like using, what words they don't like using. They, they take the characters, they bring them to life, and I end up writing for Tim, writing for Genevieve, writing for Abigail, writing for Ollie, and that, that's actually the best part of it, is being a, about writing for telly, is because when you write for film, you, you write it, they take the script away, you never see it again. I mean, I've got a film in production, and I didn't even know it was shooting. Um, so, but this, you get to watch the rushes come in and interact with the actors, and it's, it's the most wonderful feeling. It really is, you fit, as a writer, which is normally a lonely, geeky job, you actually get to feel like you're 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 part of the of the team, and it's it's a it's a wonderful feeling. Okay, and and Tim, how far did you want to go with Jim? Did you kind of feel like you could? I mean, you said if there's a second series, you might push him a bit further. Did you? Where are we at in episodes? When has Jack arrived? No, tonight. They they saw a glimpse of him in the mirror. Oh, but they don't know it's Jack. Oh. They do, uh, they do now. <laughs> Fucking hell, spoiler alert. Um, we went far. I wouldn't have wanted to do it if we didn't go far. We went far. And we haven't even started yet. Tell me what far means. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, really, no. I mean... Okay. You've only watched four, haven't you? Okay, You've only four, it, yeah. it, it doesn't... What, I mean, when I, when I say 9 and 10, that's the beginning. That's my feeling. And you know what I'm talking about. You definitely know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we all, but we can't tell you. No. Unless you just don't give a shit, in which case we can tell you everything. <laughs> but it, 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 they, they went there. So it, that was what I'm, that's what I'm saying when you're... When, when my wife generally... If there's something that's kind of interesting, she leaves the room. And then I'm reading it, and she, if she hears me laughing, it's either a good thing or a bad thing, but it's at least something. 
Um, and it was that. It was, it was just anarchy on a page. And I thought, okay, this is where we go. And so wherever we go, and it's really hard to explain without doing spoilers. I know, mm. that is really hard, yeah. It becomes very, very entertaining. It's fun. I mean, it it's starts fun family drama. but it gets more Enjoy. entertaining. And the darker he gets, actually, the more entertaining and the more we love him. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but he does. Yeah. And, and, and did you start? Did you think that that I know it evolved as it went along, but did you think when you were initially working on it, Rowan, that it was going to be that funny and that intense and that crazy, or did it become even more intense and crazy with Tim on board? Definitely became more intense with Tim, yeah. uh, and and crazier and funnier. And <laughs> and it is really worth saying that, I mean, writers are getting a really good deal out of out of what's going on in television at the moment because yes, it, because it's not ratings-led like networks anymore. So Nielsen's done. Yeah, we're not having to please the audience and, and we're not sitting there watching the figures and thinking, well, we'll kill this actor off and change this storyline. We're, we're genuinely given carte blanche. Now, the bad, the flip side of that is that writers can be quite a sort of self-indulgent bunch. And that I've seen some very good shows on HBO that have felt a little bit like homework. You know, it's a little bit like, oh, God, I've got to watch the next episode of this because it's really good, but it's hard. We didn't. We, we always wanted to balance this out and make sure it was it was fucking entertaining. Um, uh, I mean, you've got an alcoholic hero, but we're looking at the the, Je the Jekyll and Hyde aspect of it, um, <laughs> and we try to we, we want you to feel like at the end of a long day you've, you've you've had some fun. So yeah, we go to dark, shocking places, but the humour is crucial. The tricky thing with that and and, and with what you're saying um, is. It's fun. You you can do that stuff, and you can fall. You and and you guys will choose whether we do or not. But you can fall flat on your face with that. But the thing is, we take. We hope that to take you guys on a into a very dark place. But you're almost the audience is supposed to be a, my mate. Okay, watch this. Toby will will um, agree with me on this one. It's, it's, it's like, right, you guys, you're with me. I'll just show you something. And it's fucked up. But you're part of the fun, too, until I leave you behind. And, and that's, the, I think, the writing thing, in a, in a way, is that, which is what I found to be clever about it, was that, on the one hand, you enjoy the journey with this guy, and on the other hand, you go, oh, I hate that guy. Oh, my God, I love him again. Oh, shit. And, and that was the delicate balance that I think Rowan had to dance and that these guys played with, too, is that it, it could quite easily have been obnoxious. Mm -hmm. I mean, he could have been just foul, mm. apart from the fact that the people around him loved him. And he loves his family. And he loves his family. Yeah. So it's we. It's a. I know it's a weird mix-up. But, but we all, we understand what drives him to that. Yes. You know, you've seen what happens That's in episode the story. one. Yeah. We can all identify with that. So we understand why he's behaving the way he is. And and part of me wishes I could be like that. You know. Well, there is that thing. If you kill my boy, I'm yeah. coming for you. Big time. Oh, kill his boy. Um, oh, it's time for. Um, questions from you oh, guys. Great. There's, there's some. I know it's a bit short. There's, there's some mics on either side. Any gentleman here? Thanks very much for a really entertaining um, episode. So um, this is probably the only chance I'm going to have a chance to watch it because I don't have access to 
um, the show because I don't have satellite, but um, I've enjoyed it. Um, I just wanted a <laughs> um, okay. question for Rowan. I mean, obviously, where would you feel in terms of your creativity? What place do you, um, how have you grown as a writer from doing this? How do you, how do you grow no, as a... No, how have you grown from where you grown? were before you did it? Um, I, f I fucking hope so, yeah. Uh, I hope so, but I, it, you, you guys will be the judge of that. Um, He's saying how. How, okay. How have I grown? See? Um, <laughs> I t I t it, it, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like standing at the bottom of a mountain and you can't see the top. And, 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 and I know we've all had experiences like this. Writing a TV, TV show is not the hardest thing in the world. Most of us will go through stuff that's harder. But it is one of those life events that you think, I, I cannot make this. I cannot do it. It's too far. It's too high. It's too difficult. And what you do is you just show up day after day and you do it. And then that, when the rushes roll in and you see what the actors have done, that's where you get the fire in your belly and you keep writing for the actors that you love. And, it, it, and that's not just because I happen to be on stage. That is really where the magic is for me. The rest of it, I have no control over. I have no control over whether the reviews are good or bad or whether people like it. But, but as that, that experience working with this group of actors, I think, has grown me. Especially when Tim says, um, this is a fun bunch of fucking bollocks, mate. It's, <laughs> it's worse than EastEnders. Go away and rewrite it. Stuff like, stuff like that does actually help. It, it really does. Um, because I don't normally get feedback quite that visceral. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty straight on that stuff. All true, by the way. <laughs> Nothing wrong with EastEnders. Uh, gentlemen. Wait. Oh, hi there. Um, yeah, Rowan again. I just wanted to, because I'm a writer myself, and I'm writing a television series, and I'm just wondering, was it difficult for you, um, on the one hand, wanting to kind of keep the story so it carries on and becomes a long-running series. Well, at the same time, what I've seen from there, it looks like the story's going to rush through so many events that the series will come to a natural end fairly soon because you'll run out of things to do. <laughs> um, is that a conflict that you found as you was writing it? Was you thinking, I want it to kind of run a long time, or did you just go with the flow? It's a little bit like uh, what Tim said earlier about not, not, not really caring whether it's television or film. The, I, I knew where I wanted it to end. I wanted to e it to end at the most interesting possible point in the story. Um, and the only thing I knew is I, I, I cannot kill my lead. Um, but, but beyond that... We should be doing this at the end of... I did yeah. say that on that Lie to Me thing. I did try and get killed off in a pilot. <laughs> Nobody bought. <laughs> yeah, I th I, uh, on that note, by the way, I do think... I don't think you think that way. I mean, I think part of you does in the back drawer somewhere just quite quietly. I think it's just amazing to get through the first run of something. I mean, I mm. think... I think we were all all we were doing when we were working on it really was trying to make it as good as we could, but trying to get through the ten. Mm. Then it's over to the to Sky if they want to have us back, and they'll do that. If they don't, then thank you very much. Pay for the kitchen. But <laughs> but but quite really, oh, we were trying to make the ten. Mm. That was hard enough. It's hard to to try and keep your interest. It's really complicated, 
and also feel that we're doing it right, that we feel that we can walk away and, and feel that we um, we don't that we're not wankers. That you know, really, at the end of the day, I think you don't we, want I think we did to all right. Have spent ten hours watching it and, and to feel disinvested by the end, do you? But I mean, after the four I've seen, you don't at all. You no, you want to be proud when you walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it looked great. It looks really interesting. I, I was intrigued. You, you mentioned uh, Amy Jane, Jane Campion and that uh, Rowan, you and Jane have both chosen to make a cop show. And is that is that what television requires? That you know you need a certain pile-up of bodies and guns and things to keep the episodes running when I think of neither of you as directors who have previously chosen kind of cop show movies aren't the same thing and why is it what is it about television and cop shows that make them such a kind of irresistible lure I genuinely don't know the answer to that I didn't choose a cop story in order to um, get the gig or, or or get the ratings genuinely um, every character I've ever written has been um, a sort of bad man with a good man lurking inside him. It just seems to be a trope that I'm obsessed with, and it start, that's, that's how this character grew. Um, and alcoholism seems to me to be a spectacularly interesting way of, of getting into that character. And I love the idea of corrupt people in positions of power. That fascinates me. The, the cop thing was almost incidental, and in fact, it was very difficult to keep Tim in a policeman's uniform for long. So, it, you know, it, 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 and, and as the title card says, this is it, essentially this is a story about a criminal. Um, the fact he carries a badge is 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 interesting, but not central to him. And and in fact, it's that dichotomy that interests me. So this isn't really a cop show. I mean, that's a distraction, I think, actually, isn't it? Yeah. It's a good one, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, Why did I didn't want to make a cop show I, I, at all. That's not what I thought of it when I read it, actually. I never thought of it as that way. And, and I take your point. Um, I was talking to um, Anne, who works at, uh, at Sky, about that very much. Uh, when I look at, uh, at, at British television, I see too many of it. I, I see too much of that. And uh, I would like to see less of that and more drama uh, 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 that, you know, that encompasses a, a much broader spectrum. Um, it's easy to stand in front of a computer and do that and, and nick people. I'm, I'm a bit more interested in other stuff. Any that killed the room. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? Over there, thank you. Oh, we'll get to you afterwards. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi, uh, thank you, I really enjoyed that. Um, I think I have a question for the actors. Um, how did you guys um, approach your characters with uh, this show that seems to be kind of balanced between drama and humor, like really heavy drama and this sort of absurd black humor? Uh, yeah, well, I think most of it is, um, Rowan's such a good writer, most of it's on the page. So it, it kind of, I was led mainly by that and then kind of went off on... Um, tangents as we do to research into different elements of the character. Whitey was a difficult one because he's so complicated um, and I can't talk too much about it, I'm sure. But, um, but yeah, as I say, most of it was on the page, so I just kind of followed the words. What do you think? Yeah, I completely agree. I think a lot of it was on the page and as Tim was saying earlier, in 
you know, moments with the family, we found, you know, we ad lit like Tim's really good at doing that. <laughs> and we sort of found our own rhythm with it as well, which allowed for a lot of the humour to come out. Um, but just as Ollie said, I think a lot of it was on the page as we were reading it. Me? Mm. I just fucked with them. <laughs> a lot. It was important, and we, we, we talked about this very early on, is we had what you've seen now was all we had mm. of the family. We, we, we had only 40 minutes mm. to get you guys to like us before it, it did a switch. Mm. We had only a minute, mm. and I'd met you, and we had, I think, maybe four days, yeah. five days before, before we were starting to shoot. So we were improvising about you. Costumes yeah, about your pants, which yeah. you didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was mucking about with her, and we did all of that stuff because we had to get to you. Mm. We had to make you love her and, and the little fella. And yeah. all of those things were really, really necessary. That's all we had mm. 45 minutes before it goes tits up. And so um, we worked very hard, I think, all of us on that. And that was the task that Rowan set us, really. And the little, the little actor, Rupert, oh, who plays God, the boy. Yeah. It, 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 oh my God, it quickly, I gave him such a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> he it, was it, great. It was obvious that he wasn't, wasn't going to give us what Dodgy haircut. Oh, I love that haircut. He, he was going to improvise whether we liked it or not. Oh, actually, he would so at some point just fall asleep because he was bored, yeah. which is fair play. <laughs> I'm with him. Um, he was, he was he quite was so amazing. Good. He was, yeah. But then he would go, that's not your line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've read this. This is not in the script. And then you say, you have to say this, and uh, then I will Oh, my God. Yeah. Nightmare, these kids. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, that bit where he's saying bacon and chocolate, that actually was him reminding Tim what his life yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was my prompt. Yeah. <laughs> kids, who needs them? There was somebody up there who had their hand up before, just there. The end there. I remember that. Mm. It's a very good show. Really enjoyed it. But, um, how did it run? You, you got 10 hours there, and you were doing a lot of ad-libbing and things like this. Did it ever get to a point where, to where what you were doing like really crashed and the, the alarm bells were ringing? You really had to sort of change the script somewhere. Um, can you talk about the process of, of those 10 hours, really? I get it. Yeah. Um, it's a really interesting, I think it's a really interesting relationship between a writer and an actor, in, in, in truth. Um, and the TV show really kind of lays it bare. The, our script editor is sitting up in the audience, so he, in mm. some ways he's a good person to answer this question. But um, it, it's a negotiation in some ways. It, it's a relationship. It's, like, it's, sort of, it's sort of like a passionate but difficult marriage where you don't really want to go to quite the same place on holiday. And be, but you've got to be on the same plane, and you've got to, you've got to cooperate. And actually, that, that conflict is, I think, what makes it really interesting. You know, there are shows where actors will be fired if they deviate from the script. You know, I mean, that, 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 that was the traditional format for television. And we're, we're miles off that. And, and what my job was, was to make sure that, that as Tim especially felt that he had creative freedom, but at the same time, this is a thriller. And the ecosystem of the plot is extremely delicate. So also, I needed Tim to respect that and, and to understand that even if there was a scene that he didn't totally approve of or didn't even totally understand because we, we hadn't filled in a blank that was coming or 
we were shooting out of order, that he had the respect and the professionalism to do that. So, yeah, it wasn't always easy, but the, the result was, um, I think, a really good balance. That. That. Absolutely. I think we've got time for one more question, the lady down here. Um, this is actually a question for Tim. Um, you, meant, you made a comment a little bit earlier about um, when they, we were talking about pay, and you know I, I wanted to to bring this you want up. You talk money. <laughs> <laughs> bring well, it. You were obviously one of the drama actors who was named in the BBC Talent Pay oh, Disclosure yeah, yeah, I like that. last week. I was curious what you thought about that entire process and whether you think that that will be an agent for change. Um, you're talking about what the BBC had to do. First of all, they shouldn't have been forced to do that, but what they did. Um, I had a word about that with the press a bit today, because uh, obviously I'm going to get asked about it. Um, I would watch out. I would be really careful, and I would, I, would, I would trust your innate cynicism and worry. My feeling is that something, an organization like the BBC has done such extraordinary work any, or any organization, any corporation, let me put it that way, it's a very different thing. Um, watch out they don't drop the rate down to the women's um, level. Watch out for that, because that's bullshit. Watch them raise it to the men's level. Then we can talk. And I think that that's what they need to do. If you have a disparity like that, everyone should travel first class. That's what my father always used to say. Everybody. And on that level, you paid what you're worth. I mean, the BBC are going to have an issue. The BBC are definitely going to have, have an issue. If they don't pay people, people will fuck off and they'll work over there. And that, that it doesn't, on, on, on a certain level, it doesn't work. But it's a public organization, supposedly a public-owned organization. And I don't think that the men's um, level, I think it's an easy out for the BBC or for any of those organizations to drop the wages and then say, oh, you've got parity. I think it's about time the women got a raise, and so you just go that way. And I'd love to see them do that. That'd be a miracle. <laughs> but then, you know, cooking show's a cooking show, right? We'll see what they do with drama. Thank you. Don't go down, always go up. Onwards and upwards. That Phil, is, is, has anyone got another question? I don't really want to end on the BBC. Um, oh, this, bless. This, this lady here. Not, nothing against the BBC, I'd just be nice to get back to this. Uh, yes, the question I wanted to ask was really is to, to the writer. Um, this is, I'm just curious as to why you sense. have a British or an Anglo, you know, Irish British fam family that are, are placed as, you know, a sort of unknowns or into a different environment um, and, and what the thoughts were behind that uh, when we're talking about diversity of content because you could have cast them anyway as a family whether we're having more of the same and what were the thoughts between behind having a British family placed in Canada yes I'm just curious about that um, I think I'm glad you asked that it's a really important question um, um, answer it in two ways. First, to go back to the very first thing I said, which is that apart from wanting to write about this particular character, it was the place that inspired the show. W what's going on in Alberta in terms of it still being um, like the Wild West in some ways? 
um, is, is fa absolutely fascinating. And um, one of the things that we discovered about Canada is that it's one of the biggest countries on earth and it has one of the smallest police forces. So it's actually a very difficult country to police. And for that reason, they recruit uh, police officers from other international police departments, like their favorite is Britain. And the reason that they love and the Brits- And we British, met many. And we met many, we met many of them. And the reason that they, they love the Brits is because the Brits don't carry guns. And although you do carry a gun as a Canadian cop, the Canadian ethos of policing is you talk your way in and you talk your way out. That's not the American ethos. So, so because there was a precedent for British families going out there, and because that absolutely plugged into the idea of an alcoholic trying to turn over a new leaf and start a new, fresh, sober life, they, they plugged in beautifully. I love the whole fish out of water story. I, I'm living in Canada myself, so I'm right, I'm, you know, a lot of it is what it's like to be a Brit in that country. Um, and also, you know, the diversity thing is fascinating. Canada has its own diversity issue, which is something that we do go into this story with, which is the relationship between uh, white colonial Canadians and the First Nations. Um, and, and it is an extremely controversial and very, very upsetting situation. And we have a First Nations actress who is an enormously respected international spokeswoman for the First Nations in Canada who is in the show. And uh, we, you know, the story takes you there. So. It, it, that's a sort of roundabout way of saying it, it was an ability to put together all sorts of elements that I felt passionate about in, into one story, and they naturally fitted together because of Alberta. Also, in the place that we shot, you look and you go, where are the black people at? I mean, it really got, it, it was, it's shocking coming from California. Certainly now walking around here, and I'm, I don't live in this country, anymore. I, it's an, the, amazingly diverse, and yet that place is an enclave that is actually shocking, and also a right-wing enclave, too. It's a, it's a fascinating... It, it, Trump, the, the rise of Trump, and then the rise of the oil industry and corporation and so forth in, in Calgary, is, is, it's, it's utterly remarkable. And now there's an influx of a different, a different world coming in. So it was something that he... I was surprised... I must say, I was surprised that there wasn't enough, there wasn't as much diversity when I arrived there. there but that's the place. Mm. And, and an, uh, somebody hiding out in the middle of all of that, somebody hiding from himself in the middle of all of that, um, began that, uh, that all of those questions uh, started to uh, bubble to the surface with that character and his his very, very close kind of compatriot, I suppose, mm. would be someone who's not of, not of his ethnicity at all, and, and who, I guess that's taken by the hand in a way, mm. which is Sarah, right? Mm. Yeah, we, we, I mean, it, it, was new, it was all news to me, so hopefully it's news to you. exploration of, of uh, I said the thing I found very interesting yeah. is a visual and the oral explanation, uh, exploration of a split character. Completely. Because we all have two sides of us and I think that that was very well done. And the How much have you seen? Have you just seen the one? I've just seen the one. Oh, okay, I, you'll you see. Know, I got a lot from it. So <laughs> I just, I, I think it's, it's a very, it's very interesting when you look at films. Take, take for example, something like Get Out. I don't know if you've, yeah. any of you have seen that, which was very good at putting across the macro, micro and macro aggressions which occur within races or whatever. I don't particularly want to talk, uh, talk about race. How they cross culture. How, 
but, but it's, it's, it's about the energy that you get from someone mm -hmm. that you say, oh, are they behaving like that? Have I imagined it? And that's what I think is quite successfully done in, in this, this as a piece. It does puff up again, yeah. mm. now and again, mm. over 10 episodes. I'll tell yeah. you that. I'll just promise you that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Um, I'm afraid it would be great to carry on talking. That was fantastic. It, fantastic. Do you want to answer more questions? Yeah, I will do. I'll do. A, I'll take a couple if you've got any. Is everyone happy That's with that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll. Gentlemen, no. Right in the middle. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, thought the locations were brilliant. Looks like the Rockies, going up to Lake Louise, and around there, Kananaskis County. Great, lovely place. Nice people, as long as you don't talk politics. Yeah. That's it. That's all you've got. <laughs> I think you said it all, really. <laughs> that wasn't a question, that was a comment. <laughs> I quite like what you said, actually. And I would tend a, to agree. Does anyone else have a comment, stroke question? Yeah. Up there, please. You talk um, about bears, I think. Good evening. Uh, really enjoyed the first episode. Only seen the first episode. Looking forward to more. Where are you? So the meds on the back. Um, it was a question for uh, Rowan. With the way that people are consuming TV now, where it is a case of a lot of people have binged it, do you find that you have to write it in a different way? Because obviously back in, well, about six, seven years ago, you'd have an episode every week. So you could have massive cliffhangers, etc. But where people are binging it, do you have to write in a different way? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I've never, I've never written for. Uh, this is the first TV series that I've written. I've written, I've written one-offs. So, so I can't really answer the question in truth because I've, I, I've nothing to compare it to. Um, all I can really say is that what we tried to do was make sure that this would be um, an increasingly entertaining and suspenseful and emotional ride from beginning till end. Um, so what we are trying to do is sustain you across ten hours. If you if, 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 if it sucks you in, and it will suck you in, I, I believe it will be quite an amazing 10-hour experience, and that's what we've tried to create. I, th I think even if people are binge-watching, you still want them to watch the next episode, so you still need to have a kind of really gripping, entertaining, as Rowan says, ending to every episode. Otherwise, binging or not, they're not going to watch every the part next break. one. Yeah, no, it's true. It's, it's tricky because, it's not. again, I think what, what, what these guys were trying to create was not... 43 minutes to hang around commercials. It wasn't commercials for commercials. He actually had uh, some kind of uh, a, an intention to tell a story and create tension and drama. Um, I, yes. I, but we still have to hook it. Yes, yeah. we do. As, we you do. do have to do that uh, so that you guys will carry on liking it. Well, yeah, one, in fact, one thing that is worth saying, because this had a big impact, is that you don't have any control over how many part breaks there are as the writer. That's the, the, the network they decides choose. that. Now, yeah. fortunately, Sky's is, th is three, so, well, two. It, in other words, it creates a show of, of three parts. And as any writer in the audience will probably confirm, most of us are trained in a three-act structure. I mean, I know Shakespeare wrote in four or five acts, but generally since about the 1920s, certainly cinema's been writing in three. It's the beginning, the middle, and the end idea, which is a really ancient one. But it, it, it's a naturally a great rhythm to work in, and so it's quite easy to put cliffhangers in at the end of each of those parts, because it seems to be a natural rhythm. It didn't feel fake, and it didn't feel like we were ma manipulating anyone. 
Um, okay, one more question, I think. Gentleman there. Keep your hand up. No, no, just further up. There. What, how, when, who? Hi. Um, thank you for entertaining me. Um, I have a question mostly Done. for Rowan. <laughs> Done. That's it. Mostly for Rowan um, about the, um, all, all of the ad lib that you said went on uh, making the show. Do you, how do you assess when ad lib gets either too much or there's not enough? Or, and do you ever approach a scene thinking, oh, it might need some ad-libbing? Um, it's about this, this trust that you develop with the actors. I mean, th there, there, there came points where I, I honestly felt like writing uh, just let Tim and Jen do this. The, the you did do that. Did I? There was a couple of times where you just went, well, they got that. Yeah. Scenes about this. Especially with Jen, I think there was a couple of moments uh, which were kind of difficult and emotional moments down the line where you just went, you got that. It seems about this. Do that. I'm busy over here. And, and he did, that was a part of, it became a part of our dialogue, our dialogue, actually. Sorry, go See how I step all over him? That, that was... Um just a really good experience, to be honest. I mean, th there were moments where we would be slightly concerned about hitting specific notes that weren't getting hit in the ad-libs, and then we just, you know, that's the producer's job on set, is to go over and go, look, you know, we really need this, or we really need that, and sometimes there'd be a bit of argy-bargy, but generally it was just, as I said, it felt like um, uh, a marriage that was um, emotional, but quite an exciting one to be in. And yeah, the story, you, we, we couldn't have told a complex thriller, a thriller of this complexity without um, hitting all the marks that we needed to all the time. So I, we pulled it off somehow. That's brilliant. I've just got to remind you that all episodes are available 4th of September, exclusive. I feel like I'm doing an ad. I should get, I should get Tim it's to read seventh. this. I Is like. it the 7th, Carol? I've got the 4th. 7th. Oh, I've given the wrong information. <laughs> Uh, I start again. All episodes of Disney are <laughs> 7th of September, exclusively on Sky Atlantic and TV streaming service Now TV. I'd like to thank you guys. Thank you very much. And watch it. <laughs>